But I hate when I feel like this And I never hated you Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Like, in media res... And it's like, oh, yeah, we're talking to each other, and we're laughing, and we're having a good time, and then two minutes later, it's like, oh, oh my god, are you recording? (laughs) I had no idea that such a thing were possible. You could clearly see the laptop when I'm recording. I know. I was waiting for you to start recording in the middle of all of our banter before you started recording. I know we're doing it now, but... It's on. You can continue to banter. You're telling me about how Carmelo Anthony deserves the first ballot Hall of Fame. I thought that was just egregious, but like... I'm gonna start fucking paying for classes for you to start learning how to play along with the goddamn bit. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. What kind of classes would those be? No, but... <laughs> what kind of classes would those be, Bobby? I don't understand what kind of class I could go to that would let me or help me to do this thing that you're trying to do. It would be like... NFL pregame show school, where they okay. just they just teach you to go ha 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 X outstanding. No, but I'm sure that exists like a real thing. Ah, oh, that that actually is really depressing. You're probably right about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so welcome to Erotica. I'm Cody Ryan. Neurotica. Neurotica. You, you said erotica. Erotica. I said neurotica. Okay. Okay, well, we'll agree to disagree. We'll we'll bleep out the name of our own episode. That was <laughs> our bad. Um, so we're here in Neurotica this week. I'm here with my um, co-host, as always, uh, Bobby Johnson. Um, we're just gonna do an episode this week. We're gonna be really upfront with you guys. We're not gonna get into anything really deep. We just honestly can't. Um, the reason being is last episode was very, um, you know, obviously taxing on me. And Bobby and I both have things in our lives that are kind of sensitive right now, and we don't want to, like, accidentally spill too much on those and, you know, like, risk just talking about some things that we're just not, like, cool talking about or just, like, don't think it's worth it. So we're going to kind of bounce around a little bit more this episode, and I know that's, if this isn't your kind of episode, like, completely understand it, but I think it's going to be kick-ass and rocking, but, you know, use your own judgment. We, in media, rest it. Exactly. And uh, Cody, if you ever did, you ever see or read American Psycho? I've seen American Psycho. I've not read it. There's, I'm not. I forget if it makes its way to the movie, but there's chapters where the main character is just talking about music. Yeah. And a lot of times he'll say, "Oh, this later record when the band was more popular, um, an earlier record sounds really derivative of it." And it's just like about how stupid he is that yeah. like, something that came earlier could be derivative of <laughs> yeah. the later thing. And, uh, Cody, I think the shirt that you're wearing right now is really derivative of a later shirt that I saw on Twitter. Great. Thanks, Bobby. <laughs> Glad to have my name dragged through the mud. I don't want to talk I, about this Someone else too much. dragged your name through the mud already. Yeah, apparently people... If you want... Like, I just want to say this. And I, I, I had a tweet. I deleted it because I just don't want this Twitter drama anymore. If you're listening, I'm assuming you're a friend of mine of some sort. If you're the enemy listening to my podcast, thanks for the, the play. 
Um, I didn't listen to the podcast that apparently was like ripping me for a second last night and completely did not even know the situation, but I've been told that's been resolved and not starting any fights with Can that. Can we drop What's Beef by Biggie into here? Or is our production value not high enough? I don't want to get sued. <laughs> I don't know how much time we can play of a song. I'm pretty sure it's 15 seconds. If people keep saying that, that's not a real legal thing. And I, I'm pretty sure they even talked about that on you talking YouTube to me, that they talked to their legal team and they were like, no, that's not a thing. Like, there's no, like, time limit. It, you could get uh, fucked think, by any amount of time. I think if you just drop Biggie saying, what's beef? Then it would be fine. I don't know. I know other podcasts just straight up steal other people's songs for their intros and they just get away with it. So I don't fucking know what to tell you, man. Like, I'm just trying to protect us from the, the law, man. All right. Well, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So. Okay. Well, maybe start trying. Says the man. Okay. That's great. So yep. what do you what do you want to start off talking about today, Cody? I want to talk about how um, Mayor Pete's the dumbest fucking person on the planet, and some people want to vote him in as president. Well, no, he went to Harvard and was a Rhodes Scholar, and he speaks seven languages. That's great. Um, so he's really uh, so that means that it, what he thinks about healthcare is good. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> Um, but we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast, and Bobby, I think this was a little bit more your, um, your driving force for, uh, today's episode, but, like, um, we were talking about kind of, Mayor Pete had a quote recently about the trades, you can kind of get it, into that. It wasn't a quote, it was a, a tweet, and he said something along the lines of, and this is a, uh, a common, actually, it's a, a lot, like a lot of what mayor pete says it's actually like a a right-wing talking point against progressive policy and he said that his plan for education moving forward is not going to pay for college for the sons of millionaires and billionaires and instead it's going to encourage people to uh, take apprenticeships get into the trades become lifelong learners stuff like that just like mayor pete did yes exactly and (laughs) this is something this i i know you know, Republicans, uh, libertarians, other people that come from a more conservative point of view. And that is a very, very big uh, point of view about both college debt forgiveness, um, because there's actually stats about how it would benefit people that make more X percentage of people that make more money um, over people that don't make as much money because the people that make more money, you know, their parents usually made more money and could afford to send them to college with some sort of uh, financial backing a little bit before they got into their own loans or they could afford to get the SAT tutors and shit like that so that they're and or afford the extracurriculars like sports that would give their kids a better chance to get into better schools. Um, yeah, I don't know what the hell you're talking about at all. What, what? the hell's an extracurricular? Um, so a curriculum is uh it's latin for no well, i know what a curriculum is that's what you do in school what's an extra you get more than one like what the fuck are you talking about you get a curriculum like day one they tell you like here are all your classes and what you're gonna do and then you go home yeah so curriculum means walls and extra no. means in within so like an extracurricular is like a sport that you play against people from your own school oh yeah i don't fuck you're talking about all right well regardless um people just people that that come i definitely tried out for freshman football and then um 
left mid-practice, so that's one of the more embarrassing things in my life I just admitted on the podcast. My freshman football, I got hurt. Someone, like, smoked my ribs my first practice, and I, like, could barely breathe without it hurting, so I went to practice, like, without dressing in pads. Yeah. And I would just stand, like, with the coaches on the sideline, and I heard a kid talk shit about me when they were, like, running a lap, and I was like... Fuck, I, I guess even though my rib is still fucking killing me, I have to go back to practice tomorrow. Yeah. That was horrible. But back to what I was talking about. People that come from more money have a greater ability to um, get into college and pursue. Uh, and I know, it's, <laughs> it's it's intuitive. And so the the talking point against canceling student debt is that this would benefit rich people which is true to a point but it would also benefit just anyone that went to college so fucking whatever and then free public college which is uh, part of bernie's plan would benefit everyone because then you wouldn't need that extra money to get your sat prep tutor or whatever and it it would make college available to way more people that want to go because no one would come up and say oh i can't afford like my uncle when he was growing up, was an amazing football player. And he got offered a scholarship to... It was either Wisconsin or a satellite of Wisconsin, but a D1 football scholarship. And his parents said, even with a scholarship, we can't afford to send you. Jesus Christ. And then... Yeah. And then his... That's just life-altering. Like, that's just... That's to the T. Like, your life could have been... Yeah, and fame, fortune, potentially, or just like even just like your name goes down in history at your school, like yeah, everything and, about it's different. And he ended up, he did end up getting into the trades. He's an electrician and owns his own electrician company, and he does well for himself. But like the fact that 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 wouldn't have to happen if that college that he was going to was free and everything from books to room and board and stuff was subsidized. And then there's his parents don't have to worry about that. So between the wiping out student debt and the free college things, Mayor Pete is coming from right wing talking points. And I've always found it very suspicious that all of the people that you talk to who say, Oh, you know what? College isn't for everyone. More people need to get into the trades um, you know, we need people that are plumbers and electricians and steam fitters, and it's a, a great class, a great path to the middle class. Uh, you can earn a great living. You can, you can earn a, a good living. You can earn a great living. Uh, if you have the entrepreneurial spirit to start your own company, stuff like that. Everyone that says that is someone that went to college. Yeah. That's somebody who took like a economics one-on-one class and thinks the market's sufficient, but that people also won't find jobs. Right. And like that will fit them like somehow. Like, I mean, there, there's no shortage of plumbers now. Like, why the fuck are you saying like, we need to get people in the plumbing? Like, yeah. And, and what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you're not even trying to address like an issue. You're just like, uh, <laughs> like, you're just like, I think these people need to go here. And you're just like, who was even mentioning that? Like, that yeah. came out of such left field. So I'm, either self-aware enough or non-self-aware enough to hear that and not totally disagree with it on its face. Like, 
because unions are so because the trade unions are so strong, they do provide like a stable path to a good middle class life. That I mean, people like Mayor Pete and Republicans and Libertarians would like that to not be the case anymore because they hate unions. But yeah. but I mean, it's it's not like it's a bad or irrespectable path at all like those are great careers but the people that are talking about that are always people that went to college and i've come to think that that talking point is oligarchical so it's people that think well college isn't for everyone it's it's for me it's for people like me we should be you know we should be the ones getting these better jobs, getting these degrees, getting the social networking that comes from going to whether it's Penn State or Harvard or a liberal, liberal arts school. Like, that's for me and my people. Yeah. And, but then the lessers, like, they should also be able to get a job being a plumber for me. Now, let, let me flip everything around here. So let me talk about the trades for a second. So I've never gone to a trade myself. So like Mayor Pete, I'm a privileged asshole. I can't really talk about this from my own perspective. But good news is I have some perspective from the outside of my dear old father. I'm going to humble brag for a second and say my father is a tradesman. Uh, wow, he, can I get his autograph? Yeah, dude. Uh, his whole life he's worked construction, carpentry uh, primarily, but he's also done um, uh work in motorcycle shops, auto body shops. Like he's just that like fucking do it all handyman. He's the guy I go to anytime I have a question on a project. Like he can literally build a house himself from scratch. I've seen him do it. Not like I sit, sat there and watch cause it's fucking boring. Don't try doing that. That's literally watching paint dry because they will paint yeah. it and then you will watch it dry. <laughs> You've had him, he's filmed himself and made you watch a montage. No, but I mean, <laughs> I was a kid. I went with my father to jobs he's done. I've seen him put up a wall, like things like that. Right. And what the fuck? you've got to understand, my father's gone through a lot of weird things in his life where he had like a lot of back injuries and stuff like that. And he got, my father's trusting, he exaggerates and he tried to go out on his own, which he couldn't do really. But... Everything came to a fucking halt when the financial crisis happened. Y'all were thinking about people losing their houses. You didn't realize that people losing their houses also meant that the people making the houses didn't have dick to do. And we're headed yeah. probably towards another financial crisis, which thanks, Mayor Pete, because I'm sure you researched that. But my father basically lost every single thing he had. He was trying to get in the unions. Now, here's the thing. If you get in a union, that's not a job. You don't get a fucking job from the union. The union offers you protections when you have a job that the union's even applicable for. Right. So, everything that we're talking about with like, yay, let's go get unions and trade jobs and stuff. And it's like, what problem are you addressing in anything that is said in that? You're not addressing any problems. You're just saying out of nowhere, some people should go to college, some shouldn't. Now... Let's say, okay, sure, let's let's talk about that, though. So the people who shouldn't go to college, should they go in the trades? Well, my father's been a tradesman his whole life. He's been dramatic, as I said. He's also been injured, so he's tried to go out on his own, and, like, it didn't work out, so he was clearly trying to blaze his own path that wasn't unions or anything, and that backfired, and maybe he should have just, you know, stayed the safe route, and he, a union would have protected him a little bit more during those days where things got really bad. But at the end of the day, like, 
trades are one dangerous like for the most part i mean welding is huge right now but welding is one of the most dangerous things you can do it's playing with literal hot fire and every single one of my cousins that has gone into welding which is i think three to four of them but could be more if i'm miscounting um i think we've lost a couple fingers so yeah let's just talk about the fact that you're also talking about upping it Two, my father who's been a tradesman his whole life and does not have a good bead on anything but if i was gonna listen to anybody about who should go like should i go in the trades or not that man told me the trades are dying so maybe just maybe mayor pete didn't consult with any tradesmen before he revealed this plan and i'm gonna go ahead and guess that you're gonna somebody's gonna send me some kind of like fucking video or just ignore what i just said and just go well i saw him in a fucking rally where you talked to the guy just carpentry I don't fucking care what you have to say. I've seen a tradesman his whole life. I've seen the people he worked with. And some of them were just pieces of shit, and that's why they failed. But I saw some really nice people get really screwed because the economy wasn't right. Or they got an injury that wasn't at the right time. Or life just couldn't wait for something, so they had to take a step away. And when they stepped back, somebody said to them, we don't have room for you. So you know what? That was my little rant because... Fuck Mayor Pete, and you know what? One of my best friends ever, I just went to his wedding. I talk shit to his face. I talk shit on the podcast. I'll talk shit behind his back. He doesn't mind because he loves just hearing people talk shit on him. But I like almost slapped him once because um, we all talk shit on him at this point. One time in college, we talked about um, a story where there was a state, and I can't remember which specific state. I think it was one of the Dakotas was proposing a plan that all community colleges would become free in the state. And our friend's reaction was the most, oh my God, how white privileged could you be reaction ever. He said, I don't like that. And we said, why? And he goes, because then my degree is less special. Yeah, I mean, that's that's another thing about that. Like, first of all, having a bachelor's degree is not a guarantee of fucking anything anymore. Like, I... My first job out of college was a $14 an hour call center job that was absolutely horrible. And, like, at a call center, I'm sorry to anyone who works at one still because I did that for a year and it sucks ass. You don't need a college degree for it. But so many jobs have the luxury of of requiring one now because everyone has a bachelor's degree. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you should make fewer people have bachelor's degree degrees what it means in my opinion and this might actually be controversial is that you need to either de-emphasize the bachelor degree through other means and you need to make the bachelor degree more attainable for everyone to even to level the playing field i don't know the first one that to me should be the goal cody how do you think that if you went to college for six months you could do the job that you have now uh, yeah, but that, that says what, like confidence in myself though. I think I would fail at it at first. I think I'd have to learn it. If you're telling me if I went to college for six months, would I be successful at my job to start? Absolutely not. Okay. I'm saying I could find a way to get good at the job, but if you're asking based on six months of college, I couldn't do dick with that. You can't do dick with four years of college. It's, well, it's not applicable. That's basically what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, Whatever your degree is, unless it is, let me see, engineering, accounting, 
medicine, which then that requires a whole other thing. So a bachelor degree doesn't even apply and same for law. There's very few careers where going to school for four years really is needed to yeah. do the job that you get into. So that's why I think that like ha- having a degree at all should be de-emphasized. But there's no incentive for any companies to do that because there's a surplus of people that have it. So unless it's some kind of legal thing, there's no way to de-emphasize it if you can just get someone with a bachelor degree for anything you want. So then the other solution is make it more accessible so that anyone can get it so that everyone's on a level playing field. Yeah. And I want to make a point here. Um, the friend who said that, he was getting a chemical engineering degree from the University of Delaware, which is a top 10 chemical engineering school in all of the nation. It's a very hard program to get into, and they chop out very viciously. He survived. He's a chemical engineer now. I'm very proud of my friend. But I'm going to say that someone getting an associate's degree from Sheboygan University <laughs> yeah. would not have had an adverse effect on <laughs> yes, his career prospects. Exactly. And that was one of those moments where it's like, wow, man, we really grew up differently, didn't we? Because <laughs> I was like, what? That's unfucking believable Yeah, that, that that was a moment where we had to sit a friend down and go, dude, you're an ass. That's <laughs> another thing that we... And I think he gets it now, and he's definitely still a friend of mine. But, like, he came from, like, a conservative Christian background, and, like, I, I think he's just, like, you know... A lot of my friends, like, he's gotten somewhat radicalized over the years, but I don't think he's necessarily, like us who are just straight up soviets now yeah and that that attitude is actually like a very boomer attitude like (laughs) the attitude is the same as the people that um are against student loan forgiveness because they paid their loans off like yeah it's it sucks that if you had not paid them off quickly you would have had it forgiven but like it's really not that much skin off your nose yeah and it's it's so like it's just like it's, it's just people's inability to be happy that something good is happening for someone else that didn't happen to them. Yeah, and it's and it's like a lot of the mentality is just like nothing good in this country happens. Why would you expect that to happen to you, asshole? Like, yeah. that's what I hear a lot when I say student loans. Like, nobody's just going to give it to you. And I'm like, well, why did they just give it to the banks when they fucked the entire country? They're not going to give it to the people that live in the country? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Like, that's fine. That's fine. Um, but you know, I do also want to talk about another thing about Mayor Pete that made me really upset because I, we did have different perspectives on it and that was his, uh, required year of service after you did complete your education. I don't know how his plan changes the dynamics of that. If it's, I guess it's just like you have to go get an associate or bachelor's degree and then you do your year of service. That is actually something that I don't, again, I come from... A, a a different I, I was not even a democrat registered until like two years like a year and a half ago i was nothing in high school and then a libertarian in college and then the just the more that i've l- interacted with people who are you know screwed over by the system as it exists and learn more about what the media doesn't necessarily report on as far as South American coups, but also as far as like the history of leftism and the way that it was viciously suppressed in America, whatever, whatever. The more that I learn, the more that I change. But 
one of my old extremely stupid points of view was that I thought that the army draft should be reinstituted Good when, one, I, when I was in college because I thought it would institute, you know, discipline in people, blah, blah, blah. And um, if they had to do two years of service before college, they would be more mature by the time they got there. And that that actually probably would have helped me out a lot, but it shouldn't be necessary for everyone. But I don't think that public service, if it's not going and doing violence to brown people in the Middle East, is the worst thing is a requirement of, for free college. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit more. So um, one, let's talk about, uh, just rewind, um, and say that I actually had a similar point of view on the draft, not that it should be brought back, that I would proudly serve if there was ever a war that called for a draft. Like if there was a war that was so big that we felt necessary to draft because I felt if there was ever going to be another draft, it would be basically we're going into World War Three and something massive is happening that we all need to protect. Right. So I was like, yeah, I'll go to war if it's something like, you know, ending the Holocaust, which is like, you know, a lot of German soldiers died, but a lot of German soldiers had to die to, you know, save so many lives. And that sucks. But like, you know, it, at the end of the day, I would, you know, not do it any differently, I guess is what I would say. Um, but, you know... The thing is, like, over the years, I changed, too, and realized we're getting into conflicts that, you know, don't matter, or putting our nose in things and stuff like that, whatever. So let's talk just service, it, like, say, it doesn't necessarily need to be military. Let's say it's even, you know, volunteering or something. Like, let's yeah. say he just said, like, a year of just, you know, you give something back to the world. Yeah. Great. I love, Green, Greenpeace. Yeah. I love, I love the idea of that. Here's the problem. I went in the senior year of college with $4 in my bank account. Yeah. And by the luck of it, you know, I did get a job at a big bank and got an internship and was able to not only survive my senior year, but start saving up for my life after college and then living in Delaware and luckily having some friends that let me stay at their, like in their basement cheap. I was able to save a lot of money up before I moved to Philly and, you know, Delaware is just cheaper to live in. So I, I was very fortunate in that, but if I didn't go straight to work, I would have had an internship's worth of savings for a year to live off of. Right. So whatever plan Mayor Pete would say for this year of service, there would have to be some kind of system in place where I could get some kind of, you know, lodging and... Yeah, you would you know, need you would need um, food and board, uh, some sort of stipend or per diem. Yeah. And I would also think that they should take, you know, at least something like minimum wage yeah. and save it for you. Yeah. That's so that you're coming out and if and you're not immediately working paycheck to paycheck. Yes. That's all beautiful. I actually really agree with you. Love that. I don't trust the system. I don't know. I don't know. So either. I can't I can't ever believe that plan could work. It's like, a f complete fuck over to poor people. Yeah, it's it's what it is is there's no way that it could be done immediately. And I don't think that any president unless we can mobilize enough voters vote like voting in their own interest for the working class. I don't know if we would have consistent enough progressive or 
socialist rule from the executive office and with the cooperation of the House and Senate to implement it smoothly. Because my my big fear for leftist policies like Medicare for All is we get it implemented. It works. The right wing takes the 15 people that get fucked over in a way that they wouldn't have under private insurance and builds an ad campaign around them. And then they just spend time showing why it doesn't work for these people. So it should get less money, why it doesn't work for more people. And so it should get less money and just shipping away at it. They've been trying to do this in England to really not that good results because it's popular because obviously it's fucking popular, but just the way that the, turnover is every eight years every four to eight years that the other party gets in power i don't know that's really the big problem with with all of these systemic issues is i don't know that we'd be able to get the people in office across the um across all three branches in order to get it all cohesively implemented so that it would actually work so before we move on to the next topic my one last question to you based on all that though is what problem was he trying to solve when he came up with that idea? Mayor Pete? Yeah. I think that it was... I, I Honestly, I think it's the same problem that just free public college is trying to solve, except he just, like, threw some, like, wonk shit in there to make it seem more... I'm doing scare quotes, realistic. And, I mean, that that'll just make it less popular and less likely to get implemented. I just I just don't know where it came from. I just like he announced that plan and I was just like, was this one of the debate points that I missed? Like, I don't remember anybody caring about what no, people did after they graduated. No, it's everything that Mayor Pete does is a talking point at a, a cocktail party with like upper middle class or rich people. Yeah. Like, oh, you know what? College, it's not for everyone. Like, we really need more tradesmen. Not us. We would never. We, we would never. We would never talk to them. Home. Good lord! Can you imagine what? Can you just, imagine someone with plumber's crack eating a shrimp cocktail at I this just fancy? Think we need more plumbers just in case. Yeah. You no, know, I, I have a new house with five toilets. What if multiple toilets are backed up? I'm going to need more than one. So the the big poll that was going around about Mayor Pete leading in Iowa was he had twenty five percent of the of the votes in the poll for the Democratic primary, and then the numbers came out that the poll was two hundred ninety three people and ninety five of them had master's degrees. Great, awesome. That's who Mayor Pete is leading among. That's yeah. all of his talking points are aimed at the fucking like fancy gout like black tie gala dinner that i went to like with isabel last saturday it's aimed at those people it's not aimed at the alienated like working class voters who don't think that anyone's working for them and who don't show out to vote because why the fuck it's not going to make a difference yeah so like at the end of the day for me it's just like if we can't get minimum wage right you're not going to convince me that i'm going to take on all this fucking debt that i just took on then you're going to put in a plan that doesn't do shit for anybody who took on the debts that got screwed over. You only want to give people free college for like 
the trades, I guess. I don't know what the fuck he's saying. Well, I think it's service. I, I didn't read the whole I think, fucking I think it's. I don't want to. I think it's service for public universities, but working somehow to de-emphasize, um, like getting college degrees and emphasize the trades and things like that. That sounds which is not com- it's not completely off base, but as I said, where it's coming from is a place of you know this this thing that's for us. It's not for everyone, and we need to do things that are for like our lessers. Yeah, can we um move off Mayor Pete because he no, uh, makes me angry. The other thing is that God damn it. No, I'm sorry. The the other no, thing yeah, is that did you, point, you do it. you see <laughs> the the thing um that his campaign's trying to do. The dance? That's, no. <laughs> oh my God, dance. Listen, um, listen to the down last to the episode. Left. Down to the right? Listen to the last to the episode left. of Chapo oh. Trap House if you want to hear all about the fucking dance. <laughs> Although, I uh, I went to Penn, at Penn State. There's this thing called Thon that like raises money for um, yeah, you pediatric kids. <laughs> it's just completely jacked that and called it U-Dance. It's, yeah. Well, it, it, so it raises money for kids with pediatric cancer and like 96 percent of the money raised actually goes to help like doctors and families and stuff so it's a good charity but it gives penn state kids licenses to be a fucking dickhead all the time and the one thing that i could think of when i saw the mayor pete dance was every hour during the actual dance marathon they have this thing called a line dance yeah. where they like make a little dance that references all the things that happened during that year oh <laughs> and i was just God. watching them through <laughs> and i was just like oh god damn it this is like the fucking line dance <laughs> yeah like you dance is i never went to one of them the cause was very noble but it was just like all the frats and sororities like were required to do it so it was like very much like not my event like from the start (laughs) you know um people that aren't in frats and sororities at penn state do it but like people people that are like super self-righteous about penn state will act like it's just straight philanthropy but it's also just like an excuse to meet a new group of people to get drunk with yeah like, like, twice. so <laughs> i i do want to talk a little bit more about the system though, uh, moving. I, uh the last p- mayor oh my god Sorry, no the last mayor p point that i wanted to make before you started talking today? about the dancing no <laughs> you started talking about the dancing it wasn't me okay was um and this is a more serious point the fact that his campaign is now trying to push the fact that he's unpopular among African American voters because he's gay <laughs> and black people are just homophobic. <laughs> you, you fucking piece of shit. No, uh, maybe it has something to do with the fact that your police force shot an unarmed black guy and he went and talked to the media and did a fundraiser and then came back to South Bend and he talked to the police and not the family. Maybe that. it's that and not that. All black people are homophobic. It could it be that? That was a thing. Oh my god. Yeah. A fucking moron. Yeah, that. Oh my god. People are gonna vote for that. Isabel's guy. Isabel's parents had expressed admiration for Mayor Pete, like for the speak seven languages thing. And then we were down the shore when that was happening. He's like, "Oh, Mayor Pete's not having a great week, and neither is Biden." I was like, "Ah, oh, if only uh, I had mentioned all of this." Six months ago when we talked about it. 
Hey guys, um, <laughs> if Mayor Pete becomes President Pete, I will be standing in the center abroad. If you see me, speed up. Um, anyway. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can we please move past Mayor Pete? Can I get your permission to move past Mayor Pete? Sure. I want to talk about something I think is really fucking dumb because I've been at this holy war forever. Um, I think the Supreme Court is the most fucked up thing in our system. And I will explain why. So the, the Supreme Court is nine people who get appointed by whatever president <laughs> is in-house at the time that one of the other people die or resign. So like everybody who gets appointed to the Supreme Court has a lifetime appointment. And one person picks them. Obviously, there's like hearings and stuff like that. But what we saw with Kavanaugh is that it actually just made one woman's life worse. And Kavanaugh still got his, his appointment. Um, obviously, I'm a very leftist person. You can tell my biases are against Kavanaugh. But again, the results of what all those hearings are is at the end of the day, Kavanaugh was appointed. This woman was basically put into the public spotlight and it all backfired. So, whether you believe her or not, her life got worse, so good for you assholes that were happy about that. But And the same thing happened in the early 90s with the Anita Hill hearing. Exactly. Well, so. Now, let's talk about democracy. What the fuck is democratic about nine people who are appointed for life by whatever president happens to be in the White House at the time that somebody dies or retires... And then those people get to decide on the cases that the, all the courts, every court, every level of every court decides this is so important that these nine people need to rule for all of America how we're going to handle this situation going forward. Well, my response to that is that that is how it's intended to work. It's not necessarily intended to be democratic. It's intended to be, I mean, the, the point of the three-chamber system is to be a check and balance so that it's it's not all Republicans that are just going to strike down everything that a republic or a demo whatever it's not all Democrats trying to, that are going to strike down everything a Democratic Congress pushed through it's the really really the problem is that it can lead to in in theory that's good checks and balances is good the problem is that it. People keep in, taking an economics 101 class and the, think the market is efficient. No, the problem is that it, in theory, that check and balance is good. Someone from this presidency appoints someone. Someone from this presidency appoints someone. It all, I guess it all evens out in the long run, probably. The issue is that the system gets gamed. People will retire, like Justice Kennedy, so that they can get replaced by a Republican. And it'll it would lead to extremely unbalanced courts like we have right now. And that just means that Supreme Court's going to be really unbalanced. Like, Brett Kavanaugh is young for a Supreme Court justice. They do that on purpose so that yeah. we, they can have the longest amount of time possible with, like... Yeah, I just don't get why we still have motherfuckers from, like, the 1930s still, like, ruling on shit. And I almost threw my monitor out a window the other day because my coworker said, yeah, we got to make sure that Trump or Pence or whoever it is isn't reelected." Because Ruth Bader Ginsburg doesn't have enough time left. What a fucking cynical and sad thing to hear out loud. But you know what? He's fucking right. Yeah, I mean... Honest, there's there's a good article that... 
I always say that I'll link to shit that I say, but I always forget to. But I'll oh, try to remember this time. That we say There's a good article uh, by my guy Tom Wyman, Health Unto Death, on Twitter, on the outline uh, called... Oh, wait, no. It's not by him. <laughs> Fuck. No, it, it's by some... Shout out to that guy who's not the thing that Bobby wants That to guy's actually good. Though. He was the guy that wrote the Yes, the Literal Queen um, Yeah, Max Weinberg and the Max Weinberg part. 7. Got it. The Bruce Springsteen's drummer? Yes. All right. It used to be Conan's uh, backing band. No, who it was? God, who the fuck was it? it was, I think it was one of the Deadspin guys. Now it might have been Drew McGarry. Well, now it's Jimmy Pavino and the Jimmy Pavino Seven. I think it was Drew McGarry. It was for the Outline, whoever it was, and it was called "Trump has fucked the courts for the next generation." Oh, it was Drew and McGarry. I actually saw that one retweeted. Yeah, and it's not. It's not only the the Supreme Court that he's filled with like a youngish right wings like anti-abortion psycho guy like brett kavanaugh it's all of the like lower court court appointments like that's really one of the main things that trump brags about doing is the the number of judicial appointments that he's gotten to do yeah and he's gotten them all through and he's gotten them through without any pushback from the democrats and that means that any progressive legislation doesn't only have a conservative supreme court to contend with it has all kinds of levels of conservative courts to even get to that point. Yeah. And, more importantly, the most likely upcoming anti-abortion bill also has friendly conservative courts to get through. Yeah. To get through, to get to the Supreme Court if it has to, to be declared unconstitutional. Yeah. The, the Republicans or, are just, Republicans are doing really, really well of just aligning their pipes and Democrats are just all just like twisted in a fucking knot. Yeah. Like I so, can't understate that enough. I'll I'll link we'll link to that if I remember to. Maybe I'll say the right word next time. What? I said understate when uh, I meant to say overstate because I'm a dipshit. All right. Well, I'll, I'll try to remember to link to that and I'll also try to remember to link to an article about Mitch McConnell by Alex Perrine. I don't want to read that. It's very good. It's, I'm sure it's great, but it's he, about basically he is he writes devil. he writes for the nation no maybe the New Republic he used to write for Splinter um, Splinter News but he wrote a great article about Mitch McConnell and basically how good he is at his job yeah. unfortunately and how like he he doesn't care at all about consistency like He's legitimately he'll, if like he he used to be uh against like against campaign finance reform like and then he was like oh wait no that would hurt me all right yeah he, campaign finance is fine now like yeah he has, you can you can see spiders. literally you can see literally when it helps him he will flip and he's done it on tons of things and the republicans are ruthlessly efficient at that shit yeah and that is why consistent consistently enough it works yeah they're good at it and the fucking Democrats who are spineless pieces of yeah, shit. The, the, that's why the Overton window got shifted to the right so fast because the Clintons were center left, quote unquote, for America, but center right for the world. They got pulled to the right. Obama did the same thing, even though he started off with his progressive vision because in his first two years when he had the House and Senate, he didn't get shit through. And so we end up with the most centrist possible health care reform bill. The ACA. Yeah, and like, we're just... You know what? And that's why... Day, if it's far right plus centrist, you're just gonna average out in the right. Yeah. Like, that's what we're doing right now. And 
yesterday we were out to dinner with uh, Isabel's parents for her mom's birthday. And sometimes politics... Why, you talk shit on her on her birthday? No. <laughs> they're wonderful. It was a great dinner besides know, the one like... awkward time when they were like, what? What do you guys they, think I, of I think they were like yelling at Is Or not yelling. They were... They were disappointed in Isabel for talking shit on Mayor Pete. And Fuck Mayor Pete. we were both like, well, Mayor Pete's like a Republican. Yeah. And they were like, oh, he's uh, pro-gay marriage, uh, pro-abortion. Pro pro-gay how, marriage? Really? He's better than Trump. And we were just like, all right, he's just yeah, like. Yeah, so it was a bag of farts. Yeah, we were just like, he's a center-right, like, Democrat. Yeah. Just like every other, just like Biden, like, just like people like that. And they were like, all right, well. That all that matters is that whoever the Democratic nominee is, you're gonna vote for him, right? And I just like started looking up at the ceiling and looking at the wall behind them because no, I'm not like, and it's it's hard for us because Pennsylvania is a swing state that went red in the last in the last election, but. Democrats yeah. need to learn their fucking lesson yeah. that nominating Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden or Mayor Pete is not it's not fucking acceptable for their voter base. Like they need it's, it's, to it's know a, that nominating yeah. a centrist who's not going to stand for things like Medicare for all and free public college and you know backing strategically out of war and stopping having people die because fucking weapons companies need to make money. It's not acceptable to people. And I just can't, in good conscience, vote for someone that doesn't stand for those things. Yeah, and it, it's a rock and a hard place for me because and it's if like... you do, if you do, I, I can't, I'm not going to judge you at all. Yeah. I, I, I promise you that. I'm not going to judge you. It's a battleground state. It's not California or New York where your vote's not going to make a difference. But they, I cannot send the fucking message to Democrats that they can keep getting away with these bullshit fucking candidates. Yeah, I think for me, it, it's also that rock in the hard place where, like, publicly I say, you know, I, I'm i going to vote against Trump no matter what. But, like, in my gut, like, I'm going to have to feel it out depending on what happens. I know I can still stomach Liz, even though she's been telling on herself lately that oh she's God, very dude. centrist. I don't even want to talk about it. She's just a fucking idiot now, too. She, she pulled her uh, house of cards too early. Someone brought up a great point. Um about defending like indigenous peoples yeah she like basically uh called a dictatorship an interim presidency yeah and even though it's a genocide of indigenous people in bolivia that is currently occurring and she apparently yeah. only has sympathy when it's her, her own ability to say she's a native American. here's a good a good template to work from is like a flow chart is the current government in South America, yes. Is it leftist? Yes. Is the CIA involved? That means both of those things mean only yes. Yeah. Like, so Venezuela, there's shit, like, I I believe that there was, like, a lot of corruption with the government. And yeah. the, the economy was not being handled well. There was still an, a U.S.-backed coup going on there. Like, yeah, yeah. And... The big difference in Bolivia is that the government, the the economy was going great. The government was alleviating poverty, uh, alleviating the big economic differences between indigenous peoples and, um, you know, 
people that had migrated from yeah people who had ancestors that were settlers uh but that didn't matter because this right-wing like psycho group got the military behind them and did a coup and they went in with a fucking huge bible to the the uh president's mansion and said god is back in the mansion now and called indigenous people satanists basically yeah and Liz Warren, who spent her entire career trying to leverage her famous non non native uh American Yeah, she 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 spent she her entire dot com and or not yeah, match she, uh what is it? Twenty three and me. She she tried to pretend that she is match.com. that's not great. She tried to pretend that she's Native American and she's like one sixty fourth Native American. Yeah. <laughs> she spent her whole career le- trying to leverage that into continued political success. And now there's actual an indigenous president getting cooed out of power I, yeah. in Bolivia, and she's just like, yeah, you know, it was uh, but what they did was fine, but what they're doing now is not so good. Yeah. So maybe they should just not. And she's yeah. like, you're, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, and it's like as soon as as soon as people know that you're not indigenous anymore, you're it's just mask off. You don't give a fuck about it at all. Yeah, and it's it's hard because, you know, again, that's a vote against Trump that could do good stuff in our nation still, but, like, around the world, that's horrible. Now, she's again, also backing off Medicare for All. Yeah, she's backing off Medicare for All. The one that made me completely switch back to Bernie, I will admit, I was on the Liz train. You can vouch, Bobby, that everybody saw me, like, still fighting for Liz a little bit. And then the one that got me was when she said... At the end of year three, I will fight for the option. Like, yeah. at the end of year three, you will fight? You know what happens? For an option? You know what happens in the second year of a presidency? You lose the fucking House yeah. and Senate. Because people want to change and you can't make it happen immediately. That is always what happens. Yeah. And she decided that instead of having one Medicare for All bill that she's going to try to push through in the first two years when she will presumably have the House and Senate, she's going to split it up into two things. Do a public option first and then Medicare for All second when she's not going to have the ability to fucking do it. Yeah. So I I wanted to believe in her. And... In an election where she to win the nomination against Trump, I would still probably vote for her because she at least pretends to care a little bit. Yeah. But, dude, she is making it really fucking hard yeah. to even stomach doing that for me. So, then, the flip side, though. Let's say nomination it becomes a Mayor Pete, Joe Biden, or even one of these other dark horses that just are not actually stomachable as people to elect. Like... The cop, Kamala. Yeah, like, it's... The libertarian favorite Tulsi Cabern. <laughs> yeah. It's hard not to want to say back to your party, though, finally, like, fine, we're going to let you fuckers fail because you've failed us too many times. Like, you know what? That's absolutely what I'm doing. Yeah, and it's hard because you have to either get, like, what we're going to get is we're going to get low voter Democratic turnout if they don't get the right person, which is going to be enough, like, for them to realize, like, holy shit, like, yeah. we had to go against, like, the dumbest man in, like, the world's history, and, like, Trump we couldn't w- beat him, like... Trump won the last election with less turnout than Mitt Romney lost his election against Obama with. Yeah. That was all down to uninspired Democratic voters. Yeah, in the fucking... They, they, a lot of people like to pretend that it was on uh, Bernie voters who turned to Trump, which is actually... 
a lot fewer than Hillary voters who turned to McCain in 2008. But yeah. no, it's, it sounds to Hillary Clinton was extremely uninspiring. People knew she that was she was condescending, she, no less. People knew that she was pay to play. She looked like a robot trying to do like trying to dab on fucking Ellen, which is the most like computer program. Chilling sentence. in Cedar Rapids, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such a fucking. You have to be able to inspire people in some way. You just gotta Pokemon Go to the polls. That's, That's how true. we'll inspire them. I can't believe that didn't work. I can't believe anybody said that ever and that I can continue to keep saying that in this world because it's just still so bizarre to me. Anyway, um, I do want to talk about one more thing. I guess this did just become a full politics episode, so sorry if you don't like politics, but I guess we'll just let it label as one politics. I feel like all of our friends are leftists, so they'll be fine. I know, yeah. <laughs> the people who are listening to this are Republicans because we were not your demographic anyway because you don't not Someone's... have mental health. <laughs> Um, if you are a Republican who has mental health problems, though, I legitimately do still care for you. I'm not going to say that parties make me stop caring about people. But Medicare for all, for Trump, Medicare for all means that, like, fighting for Medicare for all means that fighting for you to be able to speak to a psych and a therapist and not have to pay out your ass for it and, like, get the care that you need. Yeah, and I'm, look, I know that I set my life up well enough that I can afford all of those things fine, but, like, at the same time, like, you want millennials to start buying houses? And look at you. Yeah, but like you're still fucked. I know. Imagine someone who can't afford that. Yeah, like if you want millennials to start buying houses, seriously, forgive all my student debt and give Medicaid for all, and like fucking make all this shit cheaper. You know what's gonna happen? People like me that grew up poor and were scared as shit and hoarded every dollar they had will now finally have dollars they don't have to fucking apply to student loans that are just weighing us down and shit. Yeah. I like, talked about this before, that my cousin's a mortgage, mortgage consultant, and he's just like, let's get this fucking debt forgiveness going, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I can need to make this money. I've talked about the houses sold to I people that talking, have a windfall. <laughs> yeah, I talked to this on the podcast before, but I talked recently to someone just about how, like, I was able to get a $10,000 loan uh, in my father's name while I was in prison. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. And he, we agreed. Like we talked about it. We said you'll take five and you get out because getting out of prison is actually being in prison is expensive. Getting out of prison is actually very expensive because you have to actually pay a lot of fees and fines to parole officers. I found out. Do we have your dad on? We could. Yeah, I think he'd be interested. We should do that. Um, and then also like I took the five because I needed it for winter session to graduate on time so I could guarantee that i could go to that big bank internship straight into the job because i needed the money right away so i had to do it for winter session and i didn't have the money so we made this agreement i had thought that he'd been paying it this whole time and recently he was telling me about some struggles with you know like his own like finances and i was like gonna i was literally about to say the um sentence like can i start paying the student loan like it's only like a hundred and something a month and he goes no, that's gone. I was like, what? I was like, did you pay all that off? There's no way. You, you don't have the money. He goes, no, when I got a disability, they just forgave it. And I was like, oh, shit. All I got to do is get hit by a car? Shit. Like, that I was feel like, like my... that's half the episodes of fucking Shameless. I know. It's, it's, it's not about like, college. It's about well, like a drinking tab. There are really stories out there. People have gone to prison on purpose to get medical attention. Like, that's not a fake thing. Like, that is how fucked our country is. I fucking 
like be, even being in a place where I was starting to save and do well, when I moved to Philly, I actually had this like savings that was good, but it wasn't like amazing. And it was just like, it was my rainy day fund that could keep my anxiety in check that if all the bad things happened that I had known through my whole life, if they happened, I'd still be fine. And then one night I woke up with a stomach pain and this is something that had happened to me a lot. And I woke up with this stomach pain that was so bad, even though I had dealt with this so much of my life, waking up at three, four in the morning, feeling like there's a rock in your stomach and there's nothing you can do, but just deal with the pain until it goes away. I finally fell to the floor once. Like that was that, how bad it was. I never fell to the floor ever. Like I'm, I'm a dramatic person. Even I was like, this is fucking stupid. Um, so I got up and I started like, just like basically limping from my apartment on 10th and Spruce to the Penn, um, emergency room. If you know the Philadelphia area or you Google that, that's about a block and a half walk. Um, I stumble in guys, not the guy at the desk is not paying attention very well. He asked me twice what my social security number was. Cause he wasn't paying the attention the first time. I'm clearly like wincing and going, <laughs> And then I get yeah, in there. That's, I'm on that guy's side. <laughs> yeah, but I get in there and I basically like, they first, they're worried that my heart rate's too low. I'm like, well, I just woke up at four in the morning and I work out a lot. And they're like, your heart rate's below 40. I'm like, that sounds bad. And they're like, okay, we're going to do an EKG. They do an EKG. I, I work out. Yeah, just but they Break do, down on your chart. I work out. I don't out. work out anymore. That was like four years ago, Bobby. No. Fat now. But they, they do an EKG, and then they're like, well, your heart rate's like 38, but apparently that's okay. And I was like, what? And then they did a scan, and they're like, well, the scan didn't come back or anything. We're going to give you some pain meds, um, and just so you can, like, deal with this. And he said, next time this happened, I would really suggest that you just deal with the pain and go to urgent care. Now, keep in mind what I'm saying to that you. That sounds a lot like what Steph said when they were just like, yeah, yeah so uh, go home and try not to have another stroke. Yeah, <laughs> basically, and I think I might even said it on the Steph episode, something to this effect, though, but it's just like I stumbled into this urgent care, like just because, or stumbled into an emergency room that was close to my house. I didn't call the ambulance or anything, but they had to do like a quick scan of my stomach to see if like, you know, something was in there that might have been like, you know, an actual emergency an or alien. something. Yeah, but they basically said we couldn't find anything, and they said we're going to give you some painkillers because you legitimately look like you're in a lot of pain, and we don't think you're that good of an actor. (laughs) And, you know, I remember even, like, texting my boss at, like, 6 in the morning, like, I'm in the emergency room, I'm not going to be in today, and she'd be like, like, me, like, texting something back, like, you know, I can still probably do shit later. She'd be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And then just being like, okay. And then the doctor say, yeah, don't, don't come here next time. Like it was four in the morning. I, I wasn't thinking when's the next urgent care open. Yeah. Urgent cares are rarely 24 hours. I'm sure there are ones in Philadelphia, but I'm also in the most pain I'm ever in my life. I go to this emergency room with just this horrible pain. And this doctor says to me, and I really am trying to convey to you guys right now. This doctor was on my side saying, like, yeah, dude, for your own sake, next time, like, just, just bill-wise? Yeah, just bill-wise. Maybe just try to, like, tough it out if you can. We're always here, but, like, if you can, tough it out. I got the bill. They didn't do jack shit. I was in the hospital for four hours. They charged me $3,000 and took all my savings. 
Uh, my, My savings account right now is enough for wedding gifts for the three weddings that I'm going to before the end of the year. And then, you know, 50 bucks towards Christmas gifts for people. But that's the thing too, is just like, I mean, that's the the famous stat is whatever. 75% of people couldn't afford a $400, uh, random expense. Yeah. Cause it's just like, it, it, it would throw you off. Now I'm in a place even where I can, but like, that was just a few years ago, even when I had the good job at the big bank and I had the, yeah, you know. So like, here's a question for you. What if you paid 1% more in taxes and that was free? That would suck, right? Oh my God. Can you imagine? What? Then, but what if other people got to go for free too? You're not so in favor of it now. No, huh? not at all. No, that's actually one of my favorite bits of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is they go to this like mental institution and they're like, it got shut down because they didn't have enough funding. And Dennis goes, what? And he goes like, he goes, yeah. He's like, what did they do? Just let all the loonies out? He's like, yeah, apparently. He goes, what? And he goes, what could they have done to save it? It's like, well, apparently they could have raised taxes like a half a percent and it would have left this place open and like everybody would have fought it. And he went, what? That's ridiculous. Raise my taxes? Like, you just like, yeah. yeah, it's fine to just let crazy people out into the world because I don't want to pay half a percent more in taxes. Like, now again, I, there's no whoa, such thing as a crazy person. Let's back up on the crazy people. No, but you get the what I'm saying. The pod. You get what I'm saying. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, though. Yeah. He's like all these loony people are on the street. Like he actually legitimately thinks they're crazy. Yeah. And, like I mean, it's right back. But to- then once it's like half a percentage point, it's like nobody's crazy. Everybody's fine. Like it's the Mitch McConnell thing. It's like oh, everybody is a psychopath until it's like half a percent in taxes. Everybody's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like if, if Mitch McConnell found out tomorrow he could make a billion dollars if he just said, like, guns are bad, we would already, like, hear... Th- we would already get a tweet notification that says Mitch McConnell setting up press conference against guns. Like, we would know already. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's the atomization um, of culture over the last 30, 40 years or so. It's... You feel like... It's everything is such a struggle that you feel like it's every man for himself. And so you if maybe at your job you feel like you need to be backstabby or you need to like be watching your back all the time. But the bigger issue with that is that there's no solidarity among your fellow people unless like I feel like the only true solidarity that people have across the country like no matter where you are, like whether you're on Twitter or not like taken out of the equation is like people in your neighborhood. Yeah. So we have solidarity with people in your neighborhood, but that leads to, uh, for example, San Francisco putting a random armrest on a bench so that homeless people can't sleep there so that the neighborhood is nicer for the people that live there. So the solidarity is among people among your class who live literally near you. And it's not among people who just share like a general, working class or middle class and so if your taxes go up it's not you know oh this will help my fellow person and it won't really affect me that much it's well why the fuck would they get something like yeah why why would they get something for free are you kidding me like exactly bobby and that's why i want to talk about the gorilla mindset um (laughs) kidding we need our (laughs) we need our Nice and smooth brains. Yeah. They need to be smooth. Let's talk about some game theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just in general, I 
I really, Shit's I, fucked. I feel like, and and this another thing that this leads to, and I'm not, it's I don't I don't know if it's a chicken or egg thing, is the worship of billionaires and entrepreneurs, you know, like someone who makes makes it themselves as an entrepreneur and becomes a billionaire. Like people are just like, oh, they they went out went out they made it for themselves. Like they deserve it all. It's like, yeah, um. When Bill Gates is saying, oh, when it's $100 billion of taxes, I start thinking about how much I have left. It's like, it's five fucking billion dollars, dude. You're fine. Yeah. Everyone that you'll, every person that's ever, will ever be related to you is absolutely fucking fine. Like, yeah. And, and, like, and people feel more solidarity with that because they're told that the American dream is being an entrepreneur and like going out and making something and, than making something of yourself yeah, I wanna versus say, solidarity with people that are actually in their own situation or in a situation that's worse than them that could actually use help. I just want to say anybody who truly went from rag the riches and decided that uh, fuck them kids with everybody else who is still in the rags can go fuck themselves. And especially because I think a lot of people are um, $5 billion, dude. Dude, I think a lot of That's people... when he has to start doing the math about how much he has left. Yeah, that's... I think there's a lot of people who, like, think that they're, like, they were rags and they got to riches and they... Dude, you can literally read how yeah, Bill Gates it's... is the luckiest person in the world because he just had access... Like, he went to a private school. school. He went like, to a private school where he had yeah. access to computers before they became a mainstream thing. So he yeah, got a nice education. Were very expensive. Like that school was like one of the few schools in yeah. the whole country to have one, considering the fact that every university you know today has a billion computers. Back then, when he went, not every university even had access to a computer. He went to like a middle school that had computers. Yeah, like he was so fucking lucky. He learned computers. Before computers were available to learn. And this is another thing that they talked about on Chapo, but that you can look into, is Bill Gates' genius wasn't in making a great operating system. Like, no one no one op- boots up Windows and is like, holy shit, this is yeah. amazing. What an operating system. It was in fucking muscling other people out of the market so that he had a monopoly. He made like, the operating Steve, system. Steve Jobs' genius wasn't in, dis- like, the way that something... Like like, like how how good or... how good of a process or something was it was okay here like you got it. oh I, I like the idea of like a rounded rectangle can you make that a phone yeah. and then like his people did it and like he's an innovator like no he died because he tried to cure cancer by soaking his feet in a like tub of apples he's a fucking moron like all of yeah, everyone apples... everyone that is super rich their innovation isn't something that helps people their innovation isn't marketing innovation <laughs> innovate not not their innovation their innovation is in marketing or it's in like business it's not in creating necessarily a product for people it's in bullying people out of making that product as well so that they're the only one you can buy it from yeah and yeah i i just think it's like ridiculous to me like i was watching the video of the billionaire that was crying and, um, you know, he was crying about his family. He's like, you, you know, this is my livelihood. I fought so hard for this. And then, you know, like, I, I, I want to just, like, give them what they deserve. And it's like, 
I was like, oh my god, dude, I never thought of your... Hold on one second. Kids, we can't have Christmas this year because of the surgery I had to have. I never thought of your family, man. That's so bad. And then you know what? At the end of the day, I want to really seriously say this. We need a fucking salary cap in real life. Because I mean, you that... talk about people's genius and stuff and say you think people deserve something because they work so hard or they're the smartest person, so that's why they're getting so much money and all these bonuses... Everybody in the world has to suffer in their job to some degree. You cannot convince me that the person at McDonald's is suffering so much less than the person making like billions of dollars to just tell other people to run a fucking company. Right. So two things. One, the salary cap in real life would be um, an extremely high marginal tax rate. There you go. On the highest earners. The second thing is... It's a difference in the way that people view labor. And it's, to me, it's the biggest difference between people in American politics by far. Because the way that we view labor is you do this labor and it's hard and you do your work and you deserve fair pay for it. Yeah. And to other people, and again, coming from having been a libertarian, I understand where they're, com- where they're coming from. They're saying... The value of your labor is the amount of money that you bring in. Yeah, and that that makes sense. I to find agree. it. I find it inhuman, but that, that I, makes sense to agree. And I get the the marketability of any one person. But the thing is, we didn't link minimum wage to inflation, and then we convinced the people that they didn't deserve to move with the world. We said to them, you know what, the world costs more. Fuck you. Yeah. Get a better job. Get two jobs. Get a degree. And then you go get the, the degree. Oh, why would you take out a loan you couldn't afford? Yeah. Or why, oh. did, you, why did you become a drug dealer? Yeah. Because there's nothing else yeah, you do. Like, it's like Because minimum wage has been $7.50 for fucking 30 years. Yeah, and you know how much it costs to sell one drug? Like, a lot. You get a lot of money for just selling even one drug. You know how much money you get for selling one fry? Yeah. Not a shit ton of money. People that, <laughs> like, love billionaires are truly the most disgusting people on earth to me like you they made a good innovation in like marketing or like bullying someone out of the business market and so they should have a hundred billion dollars and i definitely but someone that gives you your burger like you look fucking down on them and i think that they don't deserve anything because like you went to mcdonald's once and they gave you pickles when you asked for no pickles yeah it's which the person that you probably yelled at was not the person who prepared the meal at all. No, it's it's truly I believe that it's an unbridgeable an unbridgeable divide um, in the way that people view labor and politics. I don't know how we could. I don't know how we're going to get over it. We just need people to see humans as humans, man. That's that's the only way I can see it. It's like you just need to understand that like we need to get information out there about the fact that the world has become more expensive. It doesn't make sense that we're telling people now that they have to work so much harder and then still get mad at them when they don't do the things that we want them to do when they're ham-fisted by all of these messes you just left them with. So, you know what I'm saying? Okay, Boomer, tell me what the fuck I'm supposed to do then. Because yeah. I just told you that I did everything to a T that you told me to do and I'm sitting here... To this day, and I know, if I fall down my stairs the wrong way, which I've fallen down my stairs, 
a friend of ours just fell down her stairs and she had yeah. a massive injury, but I know I got no backup. I was the no last year. going to pay for my in, like injury. The last two years I've been paying for the insurance option at my job with the lower deductible, hoping that I could have enough money to get surgery on my bum shoulder. And I'm just never, it's a thousand dollars was the deductible. I'm never going to have a thousand dollars. If I have a thousand dollars, it's going to be an engagement ring. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for me to do that. And if literally anything happens to me, I'm fucking wiped out. I'm done. There's yeah. no, that's just how, that's just how it is. I like, you learn to live with the stress a little bit, but. We're always on the edge. I mean, I come from the edge because I know I have no family backup, but Bobby doesn't have. Bobby is. I'm sort of the opposite of you in that you you have no family backup and I do have family backup. But But I went rag to riches and you went riches to rags. Sorry about that, Bobby. That's kind of true, yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh, whoops. That just reminded me (laughs) of another theory that I had that I don't think we're ever going to get to talk about again. (laughs) Next episode. No, so (laughs) my. My one cousin said, I think, I think jokingly that uh, a Christmas story is like a commie story about like a guy getting all soft and giving away his money and shit like that. And I was like, <laughs> no, that's, that's literally a libertarian fairy tale. Like you mean a Christmas Carol, a Christmas Carol. Yeah. Christmas story is the one with the little kid who shoots his eye out. That's why no. I was very confused. When you no, said that's that. a, that's a leftist story. Cause it's about a <laughs> class family, but a, a Christmas Carol, fairy because, because it's, it's not. <laughs> The it's not the government saying, "Hey, uh, Mr. Scrooge, you need to pay more taxes so that we can take care of these people." It's, yeah, uh, it's a rich guy having an epiphany and saying, "Oh, I'm giving my money away," and that's like that's what libertarians swear to God would happen with charity. And it's like, no, it's not. It's not how it fucking yeah. works. It's and not going to happen. And it would be nice to get to a place where charities are not just funded because that celebrity has somebody in their family that's affected by it. And what if we got to a place where there was? Not charities. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Like, because... we don't have to give charity because we just have all the things we need all the time. Yeah. What if we got to the place where uh, there was not hunger and homelessness because what the if... government took care of it because there were a lot fewer billionaires with a lot less money. And, and the guy with seven yachts, maybe maybe he just has one yacht. And the person with no food has enough food. Yeah. That's another thing. And... and I swear to God, we'll end after this point by me because we're <laughs> going long right now. But like when people say that a big, a high uh, marginal tax rate will discourage um, uh, entrepreneurship or yeah. whatever like that, it's like, all right. So if you're if you're giving eighty cents on the dollar after two hundred fifty thousand dollars on the year, like, guess what? If you make a dollar, you're still making twenty cents. So like, you're still making more money. Yeah, it's it's not going to discourage you if you are so focused on making money. You're not going to be like, oh well, you know, it's only I only make like two hundred million dollars instead of a billion dollars. So I don't fucking know. Like, yeah, there's a certain point where it just like it's all just mush, and they're just trying to like. Yeah. Also, the, also the Soviet Union beat America to space, so uh, just something to think about. That space dog is beautiful. Anyway, um, yeah, we probably should get towards wrapping up. Although I do want to um talk about one more funny thing uh that is related to all of this is just that the funniest joke that i've seen in politics recently was definitely the uh 
Reagan-level Republican whose house was on fire in, like, the California fires. Uh, and he's uh, like, the, why is nobody servicing my neighborhood with, like, water? And somebody said, no, I'm sure a, the water will trickle it, down. It was the Reagan library. <laughs> yeah, it was the Reagan library. It was on fire. And somebody said, I'm sure the water will trickle down to you guys <laughs> soon enough. <laughs> that was the funniest thing I've ever read in my life. In relation to politics, because I read funnier shit. One of the things that makes me so discouraged is that that is such a joke to us, trickle down, and to other people. It's just like, no, no, that's still still true. It did work before, but like it did work before, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know when the yacht trickles down my house. I live right on the bay here. No. Fuck you. Anyway, let's let's get the plugs, Bobby. Yeah, let's get the plugs. Um, uh, Check out the fifth quarter. Uh... Good Sixers content. Um, they have Sixers t-shirts. Nothing to plug. Just want that clout. Nothing to plug. Just want uh, clout. I, I'm a liar. You will have gone to the Mike Scott Hive tailgate if you're going to that by the time you hear this. But I'll be there. Just in general, if you see me and Cody around, say what's up. We're friendly. We won't Or play. just punch me in the face because apparently everybody's mad at me. Uh, Co- Cody was twitching the... New Star Wars game, Jedi. Oh, so fun. I Jedi play a Fallen bit Order. More of it on Twitch, or I play a little bit more of it not on Twitch, and I feel bad, but I had too much fun and I had to keep going. Yeah, I've I've been watching other Twitch streams of it, and it yeah. looks amazing, and I want to buy it. So uh, watch Cody when he plays it because he's Cody, and we love him. Why? Um, what? Oh, okay. Do you have anything? Um, I want to thank the people that um, who reached out after last week's episode. I'm doing a lot better now. Um. There was a lot that was going on, and one person in particular reached out to me, and I, I think you probably know who you are because we had a lengthy conversation and we never knew each other, but I really did appreciate that conversation that you not only felt the need to reach out to me to say you know that you resonated with it, but wanted to have that conversation. And as well as um, you know, a friend of the pod and a friend of mine actually texted me uh, that he loved me, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I realized you probably just listened to the episode. <laughs> Um, so I, I just want to say, you know, that's what we really want you guys to take away from this show is that, you know, I, I'm finding ways to bounce back, but also even when I was down, people told me they loved me and kept giving me that support. And, and, you know, I'm feeling very excited about my future today. And, you know, maybe that was just my one bad day a month and that's really cool to me. But there's still people out there suffering, and we can do a lot more to help people. So let's just, you know, keep that going. You know what we didn't talk about? What didn't we talk about, Bobby? That fucking uh, woman who had the form text for if you, like, don't feel like caring about your friends. Oh, my God. We need to... We could talk about that episode. We'll talk about that Yeah, that's its own episode. (laughs) Maybe we'll record two episodes this weekend and just double double up. No, we'll never do that. We're too lazy. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Tweeted Hoodie Allen to come on. Yeah, tweet at Hoodie Allen to come on. Um, tweet at Chris Gethard to come on. I heard a rumor that he is retiring from comedy, so he's going to have a lot of free time. Uh, he can bring his baby. I've had a baby here. We had a party with a baby here. We sure did, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to come to my house and hang out, just <laughs> head on down. We party sometimes. Um, but you, thank you so much for listening to Neurotica. Yeah, thank you for indulging us on this episode that turned out to be all about politics by accident. <laughs> Thank you for listening, Erotica. Bobby is the best person in the world that I know. You're giving me a chance to incriminate myself on something? Nope.